Well, it's Monday, Razorback fans, and your team is five and five after a thirteen to ten loss to the LSU Tigers. It was a more competitive game than I think we thought, uh, especially without KJ Jefferson at quarterback for Arkansas. The defense played incredible. The weather was cold, but I mean, Arkansas's defense played the best game it's played all year. Not even really close. And we said the same thing after the Liberty game last week, and then they took it a step up this week. So. Um, that was a, a good takeaway for this game, but the offense, I mean, it just did not look good without KJ Jefferson. And I think now we know, I mean, we knew this coming into the season, how important he would be, but I, I think that, you know, fans now understand how important KJ Jefferson is because there's a lot of talk after the Liberty game of, you know, Arkansas should have just played Malik Hornsby. KJ didn't look good. If Malik was in that game, maybe Arkansas wins. I think you see now that if Malik Hornsby played that game, Arkansas might not have lost by two points. It might have been more. So we'll talk We'll talk about that. I've got Robert Stewart with me. You're listening to the Gridiron Hogs podcast. A couple uh, programming notes. First of all, we are no longer going to be making the uh, the YouTube version of this a public video. So if you want to watch the YouTube version – which all you get to see is our beautiful faces. Uh, you can go to hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. We'll have the link for you there. Uh, but otherwise, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast. We will be there. Um, so that is a programming note. We're going to stick with the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But numbers are down, Robert, because people have moved on to basketball season. I mean, it's understandable. Two-game losing streak. Um, Hoop Hogs are back. Eric Musselman and company are 2-0 and to start things off. So, uh, I mean, it makes sense. But, uh, you know, we're we're still here doing this thing. And uh, <laughs> hopefully there will be a, a healthy K.J. Jefferson to make the product more watchable down the stretch here. Yeah, so Arkansas gets Ole Miss this weekend. And Ole Miss, a team who narrowly – lost to Alabama. And we know Alabama's not the the Alabama that, you know, people thought preseason. It's still Alabama, still a talented team, but they've got two losses already. Um barely beat Ole Miss. So here's where we're at. This Arkansas team needs KJ Jefferson back if they have if they want to have even a chance at beating Ole Miss. That's just the bottom line. And you saw in this game against LSU, Malik Hornsby, not it. I, I just don't think the guy's a quarterback. I, I mean, I'm sorry, Malik. Like, you have the intangibles, but, I mean, there was a, a couple throws where it just didn't look great. I mean, he was, what, four for nine, um, took three sacks. Th- those three sacks, I believe, were all three plays he got run down by Harold Perkins. So, he's got the speed. I mean, he's shown flashes. I just don't think he's he's the quarterback to play at Arkansas. I just don't. Um, Cade, I mean, that you, you saw them put Cade Fortin in over Malik Hornsby because he just could not move the offense down the field. Cade Fortin, of course, outside of one drive where he made two great throws, um, didn't look that great either. So, I, I, I don't know. LSU has a good defense. 
But this is an offense that with KJ Jefferson, I think you said it, Robert, it, it, they're averaging like what, 35 points when KJ Jefferson's the starting quarterback? So when when he's not playing the the two games Mississippi State and LSU they're averaging 13 and a half points per game when he is playing it's a whopping 34 points per game and that includes that includes the the miserable performance against Liberty too so like i mean you break that down even further to games that he's you know knowingly not well in and it probably jumps up to 36 or so like it you you talked about you know, would a Malik Hornsby been would have would he have been better than uh, an injured KJ Jefferson? And the answer is probably no. However, I still think Hornsby should have played against Liberty so that he could have gotten healthy faster for these last second, several games. You know. Yeah, I mean that that's a good point, but I I think that the coaching staff and this is this is a decision that I'm okay with. I think the coaching staff made the decision that they thought KJ was healthy enough that this version of KJ Jefferson gives us a, the best chance to win. And I think that they felt going into the LSU game, he you could tell from Sam Pittman throughout the week that KJ, he had kind of you know gone down a little bit rather than up as far as how he was feeling. And he Sam Pittman said it himself, like, we're going to play the quarterback that gives us the best chance to win. That's what he said on the radio before the game. And so they felt like KJ was not healthy enough that he could give them the best chance to win. So that tells you where he was at for the LSU game. You hope that the day off helped, but he still got a week of practice. We don't know how much he's going to throw in practice this week. And as we mentioned before the season, and as is basically common sense at this point, this team is so much different when KJ Jefferson is not the quarterback. You need a healthy KJ Jefferson if you want to win either of the next two games. They won't win either of them if KJ is not healthy. And so, um, where Arkansas sits right now is they're five and five. They need to win at least one more game. They're playing Ole Miss and and Missouri, two tough opponents. Um, the defense is playing at the best. The defense is playing the best it has all year. I, I was blown away at the way the defense performed on Saturday, Robert. I mean, it, it was incredible. They had the interception on the first drive, which was just a a, a weird play from Jaden Daniels. Latavius Brini got the interception. They also had the, the forced fumble from Jordan Dominic. Latavius Brini recovered it. They had seven sacks, which was the most against an FBS opponent since 2012 against Auburn. So the defense did their part. And that's not something you you've been able to say really at all all season long. It's it's been the the opposite. The offense did their part, the defense couldn't do theirs, and it it just didn't line up. You didn't right. have it's, an offense that was health that had a healthy KJ Jefferson at the same time as the defense playing the best they have. It's it's weird that that and a Razorback defense is trending up as as the season goes on. I mean, it it feels like over the last two years, all it does is trend down. As you know, it just just wears the, the the wear of the season gets to you and you know with with all the with all the injuries in the secondary they've suffered this year it, it's amazing that they're somehow like finding a groove now like I I thought that maybe the the fewest points uh allowed in a game last week against Liberty was you know well it chalk it up to it's a non-conference team um turns out that was not the case LSU comes in uh it took them you know, probably 35, 40 minutes to score a touchdown. They only got the one touchdown and 
you know, you hold them to 13 points. So over the last six quarters, they've only given up 13 points. That's incredible. They, they've done a couple things that have really helped as well. So, um, of course, on Saturday, they were, I mean, they were sending the house to Daniels quite often. Uh, Drew Sanders is just, he's a monster. This dude's going to play in the NFL. What they've done with Bumper Pool, I thought, or I think has been great. They've, they've dropped his snap count. They've put him in, in situational stuff rather than, you know, in every down linebacker. And that's helped because Bumper's hurt. Like he's been hurt all year. Um, you've seen Poo Paul get in. He made a sack. I mean, Poo Paul's good. And so I think getting Poo Paul on the field when Bumper needs to come out is great. Quincy McAdoo, though. I mean, Quincy McAdoo. Last week he was the eighth, seventh or eighth highest graded defensive back in all of college football, according to Pro Football Focus. This week he was number three on the on on the Razorbacks. He had a 70 coverage grade, a 72 overall defensive grade, 81 tackle grade. Like, this is a guy who was playing wide receiver four weeks ago. So, Quincy McAdoo, moving him to corner and, and starting him at corner was was huge. We we thought maybe Malik Chavis would start because he was on the depth chart. We know that that doesn't really mean a whole lot, but we still thought they are going to throw Chavis out there. McAdoo started, and he played 65 snaps. So, they trust him now. I think that's a big move. So they're making moves on the defense to, you know, fix stuff. It's not like they've been doing the same thing over and over again on defense. So you can tell that they're trying to fix stuff there. It's just tough that it doesn't line up with when the offense is playing at their best. And you hope that you can have that healthy KJ Jefferson. Sam Pittman, of course, said that they, I mean, basically what he said was they expect to have a healthy KJ Jefferson against Ole Miss. I don't really believe that until I see it, you know, like, I appreciate that he said that and that he has the hope for that, but there's a week long, uh, a, a whole week worth of practice leading up to that. And we don't know what's going to happen with KJ until then. And so I don't know. I mean, we've, we've heard from Sam Pittman over, over the three years he's been here that he, he is generally an optimistic person when it comes to injuries. And it's just not always how it shakes out come Saturday. So. Like you said, I'll believe it when I see it. So where this team is at, I don't know, Robert. I keep telling people, or I told people after the Liberty game, worst case scenario is this team wins one more game and they lose the rest. And they go six and six and they're playing in a bowl game that people don't care about. Like the Liberty Bowl, the Birmingham Bowl, something like that. Best case scenario was you win the rest of the games after Liberty and you're what, eight and four, eight and four. And so now you're looking at best case scenario, seven and five, but you have to beat Ole Miss, a good Ole Miss team who's angry after a loss to Alabama. You heard what Lane Kiffin said. And then a Missouri team who you're going to be playing in Columbia, which is always tough. And they're, I mean, they have a good defense. They did just give up like sixty six to Tennessee, but um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm worried, Robert, that what's going to happen is, is they're going to lose to Ole Miss and then they're going to go on the road, beat Missouri, and go six and six. That's that's like my biggest fear right now. Well, I mean, if uh, say say the favorites this week win, Ole Miss beats Arkansas, Missouri beats New Mexico State. You're going into Columbia for rivalry week, and both teams are five and six and therefore fighting for bowl eligibility. I mean, at that point, I I would I would probably give the edge to the Tigers at home 
you know, Arkansas has lost three in a row at that point. Um, Eli Drinkwitz, I don't know, he might lead a scrappy team. You never know. That, that game's never really been easy for Arkansas with the exception of last year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know where to be because part of me is that part of me feels like this is tough because I still have to cover the football team. And, you know, I like, I like football. Football is probably my favorite sport. It's just the lack of interest from people right now is what's not keeping me motivated because everybody's moved on to basketball season. And I'm personally – I'm not really ready to move on to basketball season yet. The crossover is always tough, you know, especially for people in this industry. Um, it's just tougher now because everybody just doesn't care about football. Like if they would have beat LSU on Saturday, they would have been back. You know, people would have been back on the football bandwagon. Now it's like, okay, we got this good basketball team. Let's go watch this team. Let's, you know, people on the message board, they they want basketball content, yet we still have to – push out football content, and we're going to keep doing that. It's just this team needs K.J. Jefferson. I don't think people realize how big how big of a deal it was. I, I mean, you know that he's your QB1, but everybody, you know, the, the saying goes, the most popular player on a football team is the backup quarterback. And I think now people don't want that anymore. They want their starting quarterback back. I mean the, the the points per game in in games with and without KJ tells the whole story, right? Um, it's it's really not close. And and the two games that that he hasn't played, both backup quarterbacks have had the chance to to you know make their mark and prove that they're serviceable guys. They just haven't. Both both Fortin and Hornsby have been pulled in in their only starts of the season. They they have not been able to finish their only starts of the season. So I mean, it 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 just tells you how much you need KJ Jefferson if you're Arkansas. There, there's really no two ways about it. And and if I may, I'd like to interject and uh, tell you my – tell everyone, I guess, my best-case scenario for bowl season. Nashville, Music City Bowl, New Year's Eve. Last year it was a 6-6 six and six Tennessee that made that game. So uh, I think a 6-6 six and six Arkansas, it, it, that's uh, – it's it's realistic. We'll put it that way. That would be the only bowl if they were six and six, or like the Las Vegas bowl. I think that they've been projected to go there. That would be okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't want this to sound bad, and I don't think it does. I think most fans would agree. I don't want to go to Memphis. I just don't. I don't want to go to Memphis. I don't want to go to Birmingham. Like, if if they're gonna go six and six, at least make a bowl that would be interesting to go to. Like you know, you can at least enjoy the place that you're in. I don't, I've been in Memphis plenty of times. I don't want to go there again. Like that's not a destination for me. Um, same with Birmingham. You know, we, we were like right outside of Birmingham for the SEC baseball tournament. And I mean, we didn't even go into Birmingham cause there was like nothing to do. So um, let's go to Nashville. Let's go to Las Vegas, something like that. Um, maybe they'll just win the next two games and then they're looking at it you know, a slightly better situation. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's where we're at football right now, everybody. Also, Rocket Sanders, what's up with him, man? We were talking Heisman like two weeks ago. Um, well, not like realistically Heisman, but he's putting up numbers that maybe at some point, you know, if things, if everything went right, 
with other guys, he could possibly be in the Heisman conversation. Now you're talking about a guy who's been stopped two weeks in a row. The offensive line, I mean, geez, without Dalton Wagner, Tyke Crawford, like he did okay, but this offensive line the past two weeks, it's been it's been like really surprising the way they've performed. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you have the if you have the the PFF grades handy on those those two games because I I mean the the offensive line play has has been significantly worse than the rest of the season and you know it it falls on Sanders too I mean it it feels like he's being very indecisive in the backfield these last couple games let me see what his his stat line against LSU he had, he had 12, 12 carries for forty six yards that's not even four yards of carry. Um, he caught two balls for no yards. So like, he's, it's just unproductive. Like he, he's spending too much time in the backfield and, you know, the holes aren't developing like, like they were, of course, plenty of it has to do with the offensive line too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tale of two seasons, you know, uh, pre and post Liberty. Well, the past three games, the offensive line has had their three worst or two of their three worst grades of the season from pro football focus run blocking. Um, the Liberty game, they had a 54.6, which was the lowest of the season. And then against LSU it was a 65.3 pass blocking was a 73.9, which is um, uh, let's see one, two, that's the third lowest on the season. So I don't know. Pro football focus is, you know, it it's helpful sometimes, but it's always it's not always a good indicator of exactly how they perform because it's an average of everybody. And so you could have the left side of the line do incredible and the right side of the line do not that great. And then it'll just average that out if you're looking at the overall grades. So that's but still they have not played how you know how they have at other times this season. And so that's also something that is concerning. But it also helps when you have a quarterback like KJ Jefferson back there. It does. And you know, one more thing, uh it, it feels like, you know, when we know when the offensive line plays well, it's easy to praise Rocket Sanders' patience, right? Because then he can look around, find the hole, but then when they're not playing well and the holes aren't there, then you can call a patient Rocket Sanders, you know, what is normally a compliment, you can call him indecisive. So I that's that's where we are. <laughs> yep, that's where we are. So we'll we'll leave it there before we talk to everybody next Wednesday or this Wednesday. Sorry, um, but before we let you go, always got to remind you about myperfectfranchise.net. Here's what it is: it's a website <clears throat> developed by Andy Ludecky. He's a franchise owner, and so what he does is he takes his knowledge and expertise and he helps others to get franchises and make money through a free and thorough consultation process. So they'll take you through all the steps. It's basically like you're investing in this business. Andy's done it many, many times, and he's made a significant amount of money, and he just wants to help you do the same. So give him a call, 404-973-9901, or visit myperfectfranchise.net. All right, talk to everybody on the Gridiron Hawks podcast Wednesday.